There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing. A warm hello and welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. We've got a terrific podcast for you as our good friend, Skating Tripods, a.k.a. Adam Burke, is going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be talking to him about how he's been able to get into the KBO, much like myself. He typically is doing a lot of MLB handicapping at this time, but since the MLB is on hiatus and we've got baseball in Korea instead, he has dove into that realm. So we're going to be talking to him about how he's integrated with that, what he's noticed from the season, all that good stuff. And in the final segment, I will be giving you a side to total on every game on today's Las Vegas betting board for the KBO and something I like to call it touch them all. First things first, always love to be able to answer your Twitter questions. Fire them into my timeline at GNRS41. If you send these via DM, all those letters DM to me and me does not matter, but if you send them into the timeline, more than happy to give you an answer. And we did get in one today, so let's get into it. So you have questions and Greg may or may not have any insight into them, but let's dive into the Twitter mailbag. I will pray that I have this pronunciation correct. I'm going to give it my best effort. Mikolay Majette. At M-A-J-I-T-808 is a Twitter handle. That I'm confident I have correct. And he has at GNR Squarty1. In the KBO, do you still want to win the series? I know that the favorite can't win every game, but in a series, is there ever throwaway games? And 
What's different about the KBO as compared to the MLB is that in a 162-game stretch, you might see a team like the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, they might be taking days off. You're going to find that a whole heck of a lot less in the KBO unless if a team like the Dinos, the Doosan Bears, they just get a big, massive lead. And here's the reason why. The way that things work in the KBO is that the team that finishes with the top record in the regular season, they get a bye into the title series. So essentially, it would be like if the Houston Astros end up with the best regular season record in the MLB, they're automatically in the World Series. They're automatically representing the American League, and every other team in the MLB is fighting to play against the Houston Astros. That is the way that the KBO works, because in the KBO, you've got essentially five teams that make the playoffs, and the way that I liken it to is the good old Pro Bowlers Association stepladder final, where five plays four, and then the winner of the five four plays the three seed, and then the winner of that series, they play the two seed, so on and so forth, so... That is the way that things work in the KBO when it comes to the postseason. So you definitely do want that number one seed, which is why you're not going to find these teams really giving up. If a team is down like three or four runs in the ninth inning, they're going to be doing everything humanly possible to not punt on that game. So you do want to keep that in mind. And we've been seeing it time and time again in the KBO, these late runs. And we saw a couple more on Thursday morning. So let's take a look back at yesterday's results. Actually, Thursday morning's results. I will continue to get that confused on this podcast. I will be a staple of the Baseball Betting Podcast because it is just still so abnormal to me. But let's take a look back at what we all saw Thursday morning. Try to find some trends and get to know these teams a little better. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. The KT Wiz, a.k.a. the Smiling Blobs, were coming into Thursday morning white hot. They had won five straight games, but the Hanwha Eagles were able to get to them for a touchdown in the third inning. And it turned into a 9-4 win. For Anwa, they were able to get some solid pitching in this one from the bullpen. Bullpen wound up having to go a little bit longer than expected. Five and a third innings because Kim Wan, who had come in with an ERA right around 164, he got a little bit chilled in this one. Three and a third innings, gives up three runs, all of which were earned. He had three walks in this one, but bullpen from there. They give up one run over the course of five and two-thirds innings, so give them a little bit of credit. And the Smiling Blobs bullpen also is doing a little bit better. How about three and two-thirds innings giving up one run? But So Young John, he had come into this game looking very good. He had an ERA hovering right around a 3.15. Got completely shelled. His ERA is now a 6.48 as he wound up giving up a home run. Five and a third innings. He gives up eight runs, all of which were earned. And big for the Hanwha Eagles is that they were able to get a couple pieces back in the lineup, including their main foreign-born position player in Jared Hoying. He wound up going 0 for 5, but the team was able to get a very rare home run. No C. Juan was able to go yard in this one. He's now batting a 2 50. That was his first home run of the campaign and just the second home run of his career. So the Eagles seem to be trending upward a little bit. The pitching of the LG Twins looking very good as well. They hang two runs in the first inning off of a Che In Sung home run and that was all that they needed. 2-0 to zero was the final in this one. The Samsung Lions were only able to muster to it and our good friend Tyler Saladino from the MLB now hitting a buck 25. I can tell you as a Milwaukee Brewers fan, I was not bullish on this guy. And clearly, he has not been living up to his billing. You have to give Wonte Yin for Samsung a little bit of credit, though. He wound up going seven innings in this one. He gives up that home run and really nothing else. He had come into this game with an ERA hovering right around 575. And the bullpen for Samsung is actually tops in the KBO right now. They've got right around a three bullpen ERA. They wind up going a combined two innings, no earned runs. And for LG, they were able to get a solid start out of Lee Minho. 
The young 18-year-old winds up making his first career start, and it was a gem. One hit in five and a third innings. Bullpen from there. They go three and two-thirds innings. They give up one hit themselves. Did an absolutely superb job, and for the Lions, they just weren't able to put the bat on the ball in this one. The Lote Giants have no longer been able to put the bat on the ball themselves. They wind up losing to the Kia Tigers by kind of six to one. They have scored five runs or fewer in now each out of their last seven games after being white hot and being one of the top two offenses in the KBO for Lote. This is a team that was able to get three hits off the bat of Deho Lee. Problem is, the rest of the team had a combined four men on base, walks, and hits combined. Meanwhile, for the Kia Tigers, Preston Tucker has been white hot, but he was a little bit cooled down in this one. One of four, but the guy that was really able to get it done, Chano Park, one of the best position players, in my opinion, in the KBO when it comes to his glove. He was able to have two hits and two RBI in this one, and you gotta love what you saw out of I'm Key Young for Kia. He had been struggling a little bit last year, 573 RA. He came in with an ERA hovering right around 5-5 in this one as well, but he goes eight strong innings. He gives up just one run, did not surrender a single walk, did a good job of being able to keep the bases clean, and for Lote, you do have to give the bullpen a little bit of credit. A combined four innings, they give up one run, so it seems like a lot of these bullpens are doing a little bit better. Then we get to the NC Dinos versus the Doosan Bears game as a combined 11 earned runs were given up in the ninth inning alone by these two teams. NC entered into the ninth inning down to the Doosan Bears. They win by kind of 12 to 6. I can't remember the last time I've seen a team trailing going into the ninth inning and winds up winning by six runs. It's something that's not common to say the least. And Aaron Altair in this one, he wasn't all terrible. He wound up being able to get three hits in this one, three RBI. You have to give him some credit. He's still not doing well for the year. He's still hitting a 229, but that certainly helped out the cause a little bit. Nasung Bum was able to get on base twice in this one. And then you had Kum Jin Wan wind up coming in for a pinch hitting spot. He had a home run and Mr. All Terrible. He had a home run as well. And then for Dusan, this is a team that has been dealing with a couple injuries in the middle of the lineup. OJ Ill is currently out of the fold for this team, but Jose Miguel Fernandez is in there. He wound up having three hits. This is a guy that right now is hitting 458 on base percentage above a 500. And for Dusan, solid start out of Yuki Kwan. He wound up giving up two runs over the course of six innings. He did give up 10 hits, but he was able to evade danger. And then the bullpen came in a combined three innings. They give up 10 runs, all of which were earned. The bullpen ERA for Doosan now hovering right around 8. And for NC, they wind up not getting the most ideal start out of Jayhawk Lee. He winds up giving up 4 runs over the course of 5 innings. Bullpen from there, they give up 2 runs in 4 innings, so they certainly did their job. And NC, now 12-2, and two, by far the top team out there in the KBO. And the bottom team out there in the KBO, they continue to be the bottom. The SK Wyverns get a 5-0 lead on Kiwoom. They were unable to handle it. They were up 1 run going into the ninth inning, and then they blow it. Heroes, 9-8, get the win in 10 innings against the SK Wyverns. And the Wyverns, you do have to give them credit. They have been playing a couple more overs recently. Three out of their last four games have went over, and they've scored at least five runs in each out of their last four games as well. So they certainly are doing a little bit of a better job with that regard. But the bullpen for the SK Wyverns certainly is not getting it done. They wind up giving up a combined three runs over the course of four and two-thirds innings. And Moosing Wong wound up giving up six runs, but only four of which were earned over the course of four and a third innings as a starter for Kiwoom. Bullpen was able to do a solid job in this one. They give up a combined three runs over the course of five innings. Han Hun He did not give the start that the team wanted. Five innings, he gives up five runs, all of which were earned. And what else was big for SK is the fact that Han Dong Min has really been able to go yard for this team. He's now hitting a 347. Six home runs. That's tied with Roberto Ramos for the lead out there in the KBO. So he certainly has been able to get the job done. Jamie Romack has continued his slide a little bit. He's not doing too bad when it comes to batting average at a 283. 
23, but last year he had 29 home runs. This year, he's only went deep twice, and this one, he went one of three. And for SK, things just continue to go horribly wrong. And hopefully, we will get some very right advice coming up on the other side. Much like myself, Adam Burke of Bang Book Radio, he has jumped into the KBO. He is spotting a lot of trends. He's been doing a great job of keeping up with the league. So we're going to talk to him about how he's transitioned into the KBO, what he's noticed, and just some angles he's looking for for Friday morning. And that's on the other side, right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. It is a pleasure to have on our next guest. He joined me a lot during the 2019 MLB season. He is one of the better MLB handicappers that you're going to find out there as well. I think he had something like a 100,000 word or something like that preview of the MLB season, obviously. Unfortunately, a little bit of that work was in vain. Hopefully, we do get some sort of an MLB season, but he has not put his head down. He's instead wound up doing a little bit of handicapping in the KBO, much like myself. You can find him at bangthebook.com, and he does bang the book radio and his Twitter handle at skating tripods. As it is, Adam Burke joining me. And Adam, it is great to have you aboard, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate the invite once again. How's everything going for you? Things are going well, and hopefully things are going well for you in the KBO, because I've noticed that this has been just a highly unpredictable league, to say the least. We have seen quite a few overs so far this year, and it almost feels like every time you think a good pitching matchup is going out there, you want to take the over, and then every time you see like a bunch of 20-year-old guys with an ERA of six, every one of those games goes under. It's been absolutely insane. What has been your big takeaways from the KBO? Because obviously this has been a little bit different than typically handicapping the MLB. Yeah, I've actually enjoyed it. I'm about 500 for the season here so far, down a couple of units. But I started this in late April, and I was kind of one of the first people to start really taking a, a deep dive here into the KBO. And, and now it seems like everybody's out there doing it. But, you know, I figured, you know what, we got to try to figure out some way to drive some traffic to bang the book. And I do the betters box, my MLB betting podcast every Monday and Thursday. And I was running out of things to talk about. You know, I mean, there's just only so much you can do to get ready for a season that we don't really know if it's going to be played or not. So I figured I would transition over to the KBO and you know I really dove in and, and started looking at a lot of the metrics I think are important here in this league. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed doing is getting to know some of the South Korean born pitchers. We know the guys are quote foreign pitchers in the league, the guys that pitched in double A, triple A, and maybe had a cup of coffee in the major leagues. But there are some pitchers that are pretty interesting here that are South Korea born. Uh, obviously, everyone knows about Koo Chang Mo already at this point in time, but a lot of guys that are very good for this league, a lot of guys that are coming up on their primes, and you got some 18 and 19-year-old kids, too, that are just trying to carve out a niche. So it's been a lot of fun, quite frankly. I've enjoyed it a lot. I certainly do think it is a fun league. You get to see everyone doing all the bat flips. There's a whole lot of emotion involved, so I certainly do love that. I would like the fact that I would like it a little bit more if we wound up having a little bit of better bullpen pitching as well, and I think that this is a theme that you've taken away as well. We saw it in the NC Dinos and Doosan Bears game Thursday morning. It combined 11 runs between the two teams in the ninth inning. That's absolutely ridiculous. The SK Wyverns blew a 5-0 lead Thursday morning as well. I think that that's one of the biggest parts of it because 
I don't think a lot of people would expect the fact that the Samsung Lions have actually had the best bullpen ERA in the KBO. And if you thought MLB bullpens were bad, just take a look at the KBO. Yeah, they definitely can. And I've put together a bullpen spreadsheet, and I share that in my daily article over at bangthebook.com where I calculate team bullpen ERA, team whip, and then also on each of the individual sheets, you can see strikeout to walk rates and stuff like that. It's one of those things for me with the KBO where, you know, it's kind of a necessary evil. And if you've got a big bullpen advantage, like we will in some of these series here that are coming up this weekend, maybe you try to look to exploit that. Maybe you kind of look at taking a full game as opposed to a first five, because that bullpen advantage should be magnified a little bit. You just have to adjust, you know, by and large, the bullpens in this league aren't very good and there will be regression to the mean, you know, Dusan's not going to have an 814 ERA throughout the entire season. SK is not going to be over seven. KT is not going to be over seven. They'll probably fall in the, you know, mid to low five, something like that, but it is a thing. And something that you kind of look at here in this league and something that I've really isolated as an important stat walk rate because you don't get a lot of strikeouts in this league. The strikeout percentage last year, about 17%. Compare that to Major League Baseball where it's about 23%. Walks are a lot more detrimental here in this league. And also they hit more guys with pitches in this league for whatever reason. So I isolated that very early and I've been trying to focus on the bullpens that really limit walks because they've got the best chance of succeeding. And I noticed this when I was doing my handicapping prior to jumping into the KBO. All the teams that had success in 2019, they were walking very few guys. The teams that were towards the bottom of the standings, they had the higher walk rate. So I do think that you're right on the money there as we have Edinburgh joining me on the podcast. And you bring up the SK Wyverns and this is a team that's right now at the bottom of the KBO. And it's a little bit befuddling to me because this is a team that prior to their collapse at the end of the 2019 season was actually in the lead when it comes to the regular season race in the KBO. They're off to that 2-12 and start, and for Friday morning, they're going to be trotting out there Kim Joo Han, who you got to think that this is going to be an opener spot. He's wound up pitching one inning so far this year in two appearances. ERA of a 45, I will go out here on a limb, and I'll say that it's a l- going to lower itself a little bit, but what do you make out of this SK team? Because it seems like the offense is starting to pump up, but this is a team that they did a great job out of the bullpen last year. This year just has not been there. Rotation has not worked out. Uh, you know, they lost a couple guys. One to the NPB over in Japan, Angel Sanchez. Another to the major leagues, Kwang Hun Kim, who actually wound up going to, I believe, the St. Louis Cardinals. So they lost a couple of really key pieces on that pitching staff. They lost their pitching coach. And, you know, they weren't a great offensive team last year anyway. They were in the upper half of the league, but they didn't hit for a whole lot of power last season. Now with the ball seemingly back towards its 2018 status of being a little bit more juiced, that makes things even worse for SK here at the outset. So a big reason why they've struggled, their bullpen hasn't been good. They haven't gotten the great starting pitching. They're missing Nick Kingham now, who's out for a couple more starts at a minimum, and they lost their pitching coach. So just kind of one of those uh, you know snowball effect types of things where it kind of starts bad, and then you know, they're just not able to pull themselves out of it so far. It certainly is a multi-layer sort of situation. And it's very interesting to see what's happening with a lot of these American-born pitchers as well. Because as you mentioned, Nick Kingham, he's going to be out of the fold for a while for SK. But we do have a battle of two foreign-born pitchers that is going to be going on Friday morning between the LG Twins and the KT Wiz, a.k.a. on this podcast. We call them the Smiling Blobs due to their mascot. And what I think is so fascinating is Casey Kelly. And I think that we are going to see these foreign-born pitchers really start to dominate a little bit more because I think that a lot of people forget that a lot of these guys that are outside of Korea and they come into the KBO, 
they wound up having to do a lot of traveling. They were highlighting the fact that these guys were going like from America to like Australia for spring training to Korea and then back to America. And then a lot of these guys, like Kelly, had to deal with that 14-day quarantine in which they weren't able to pitch. You saw from him in his first start against the NC Dinos. He gets lit up. He only goes two innings. He gives up six runs, five of which were earned. And then in his last start, he goes up against Kiwoom Heroes, six innings of scoreless baseball. And I do think that this could be a spot in which if you're finding a foreign-born pitcher, maybe the first two or three starts, you fade them a little bit more, but then moving forward, they really find their niche, and then they become a little bit better to the under and a little bit more of a bet-on sort of guy. Yeah, I actually like the LG Twins quite a bit here on Friday morning. Uh, you know, you've got Casey Kelly, who has gone through the the process here. He, he made 29 starts last year through over 180 innings. He's been through it. He's got a better idea of the hitter's Oh, Drissom or Despagne, I mean, look, he's been very good so far, 18 strikeouts in 17 innings, but he's faced Samsung, who's the worst offense in the league right now, and a lot of the Giants, who were amazing at the outset, but they've really slowed down. They've only scored 17 runs in their last seven games. The one start he made against an upper half offense was NC, took him 112 pitches to get 15 outs, gave up three runs on six hits. I think this is a little bit of a trickier spot here for Despagne. I think Kelly's in good shape. And like we just talked about, there are some very big bullpen discrepancies here in this league. And for LG, second in bullpen ERA, second in bullpen whip. KT on the other side, ninth in bullpen ERA, ninth in bullpen whip. Despagne is going to have to shoulder a very, very big load here in this one. And even if he does, that may only cancel out Casey Kelly. So I like LG in this one. I know KT's had a very, very good offense this year. Tops in the KBO and batting average on base and slugging. But Kelly is the right type of guy to shut down a group like that. You like LG in this spot, and so do I. As we have Adam Burke joining me right here on the podcast. And I can tell you right now, the number one public team out here in the States has to be the NC Dinos just because they played on ESPN a lot. They are the best team in the KBO as of right now, record-wise at 12-2. and two, And they're going to be going up against a Hanwha Eagles team that they've been the best under team so far in the KBO. I believe that they've only played three overs so far this season. And Hanwha is going to be having their best pitcher out there. Warwick's a pulled. He's a guy with a 164 ERA. Started out the year with a nice complete game shutout against the Wyvern team that, let's face it, we have seen them come back to earth. But even when he went up against the Kiwoom Heroes, only gave up two runs in that start, the Lote Giants, he takes a loss despite the fact that he wound up giving up two runs in that start as well. And I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game as the Dinos, even though they are able to get the offense going, they hung a nine spot in the ninth inning against the Doosan Bears Thursday morning. Their bullpen pitching has been quite solid and their starters have been superb as well. Yeah, their starters are fantastic. I love this rotation and really I like everybody in the rotation. It's not just Kuchang Mo or the foreign starters that they have. The back-end guys have actually been pretty interesting for them as well. I did have NC yesterday. I'm, I'm glad they bailed me out there in the ninth inning with that one. But as far as this game goes, I kind of like the first five under a little bit. You know, you, you mentioned Sopold, a guy that comes over from the Detroit Tigers organization, pitches very well in his first year, off to a good start this year. He's a workhorse, and Hanwha needs that here in this start because their bullpen threw 14 and two-thirds in that series against KT – so they're going to push him, and he's going to try to be very efficient, and he's been very good at doing that here uh, over his KBO career. On the NC side, you know Kim Young-Yoo actually looks pretty decent. I mean, he's a young kid, but I think it's one of those things to me where even though he's 20, NC seems to have a really good handle on developing pitching talent. As you mentioned, the bullpen's been pretty decent. Obviously, I mean, Ku Chang Mo's a guy with an MLB future. This Kim kid, like I said, only 20, some growing pains last year. 
But a couple of decent starts here so far in 2020. I like the first five under in this one. And one of the other things I'm kind of looking at here, and this may just be circumstantial, it may not matter at all, but NC coming off of that series win against Doosan, the big top of the ninth inning, Doosan is the gold standard in this league. I mean, you have to go back to 2014 for the last time Doosan didn't make the championship series. That is the team to beat. And NC beat them in a series, played a couple of close games there at the end, uh, that two-to-one game with the great pitching matchup couple of days ago. I wonder if maybe there's a little bit of a sluggish start here for them in this one, facing a guy like Sopold, who really don't want to be a little bit slow with the bat speed to start this one out. So I like the first five under a little bit in that one. Yeah, I do think that both these starters are going to be able to give a good performance. I do think that for the Dinos, if they're going to do their damage, you're probably going to wind up doing it late because you might see a couple pinch hitting opportunities as well as the Dinos have been dealing with a couple injuries in the starting lineup as well. So that is something that you do want to note. And Adam, is there any other big takeaways that you feel like the people should know about if they're trying to get into the KBL? Because obviously this is a new league to you. It's a new league to me. It's a new league to so many people out there. We're only about two and a half or so weeks into it and my big thing is don't over slash underreact to the first couple games because if you take a look at it from a football standpoint we're not even through week two so far because most of these teams they played about 14 games it's about a 144 game slate so you're only about 10 percent of the way through the season yeah I think we've got a few takeaways I mean the first one is you know obviously the ball's playing different than it did last year and and totals markets have already been adjusted as a result so that's something that the odds makers have already accounted for very very quickly I don't know if I want to give away my edge here, but I I guess I can go ahead and do it for the listeners that one of the things that I picked up on very early in the process here, because again, the foreign starters are good by and large across the board. They're very good. They're very reliable. So I think the way to make money in this league is to figure out which of the South Korean born guys are actually pretty good. One of the things that I've found here is that if you've got a kid that started in this league at 18 or 19 coming right out of high school, Those guys tend to figure it out and kind of break out a little bit in that age 21 to age 23 window. And I've seen a lot of guys that had very good seasons last year in their age 22 or 23 seasons. Now, obviously, the ball, again, is playing different this year. So I'm not trying to overreact to that because I know things could change a little bit in 2020. But that's the big thing that I've noticed. If you've got a guy in that sweet spot, 23 24 years old as a South Korean born pitcher, he's probably going to be one of the more reliable guys or one of the guys with some hidden upside and some hidden value as this season goes along. So I'd kind of look at guys like that. Uh, Choi Che Hyung for Samsung. He's a guy that looks like he's going to be the real deal here for this season. He's actually a college pitcher who won a few awards in college, stuff like that. But he's 25, kind of in line for that breakout as a college pitcher. A couple of guys for Kiwoom are in that 22-23 range. A couple of guys for Doosan as well, Lee Young-ha being one of them, in that 22-23 range. Those are guys I think we can isolate over the course of the season here and probably make some money on them. And heck, you even take a look at the pitching matchup for Friday morning. Kim Young-Goo, he's a 20-year-old. He's been pretty solid so far this year. He's had two starts, total of 11 innings. He has given up the long ball, three home runs. But other than those long balls, he's really kept the game out in front of him. 
a grand total of four runs given up and four strikeouts and five strikeouts in those two starts. So he certainly has been solid and something else that is always solid. Bang the Book Radio because, Adam, you do a tremendous job. we like to close it up with this. Let the good people know where they're able to find you on social media and just what you're working on in general. Yeah, so every day over at bangthebook.com, I do write-ups on all five games and then throw out some suggested picks. I look at both sides of the game, break down both starting pitchers, look at the offenses and the bullpens, everything like that. So that's daily over at bangthebook.com. Every Monday and Thursday, I do the Betters Box, which was an MLB betting podcast. Now it's a KBO betting podcast. Taking a look at all things KBO, recapping the series we just saw, previewing the upcoming series. Uh, you know, I've, I've really kind of gone all in here with the KBO because I missed Major League Baseball and I wanted something to do. And, and this has been a lot of fun and it's been something that you know I'm learning with on the fly here like a lot of people. But you know, I'm kind of excited to follow some of these guys now as they go through their KBO journeys, maybe get over to the major leagues as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Exactly. Adam's doing a great job of this. We hope to have an MLB season, but it certainly is not a certainty. But one thing that is a certainty is that right here, right now, we do have some KBO action. Adam has done a great job of being able to dive in on it. So big thanks to him for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time in which I give you a side in total on every game for Friday morning's KBO betting board as we touch them all. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Big thanks to Adam Burke of Bang the Book Radio for joining me in the last segment. And now it is that time of the podcast in which I give you a side in total on every game on today slash Friday morning's KBO betting board as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Note that any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRSQuarty1. Going to preface this once again, unlike how you typically bet in Major League Baseball, at pretty much every site I've seen except for Pinnacle, where you're able to go pitcher dependent, you're just betting on the team. So let's say that you're on the LG Twins, you think that Casey Kelly is going to be the starter, he gets scratched. Unfortunately, that will not void out your bet. You will still be on the LG Twins. So always want to point that out. And as per usual, we're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. That begins with 3046213046. Our good friends, the KT Wiz, a.k.a. the KT Smiling Blobs, are going to be hitting the road to face off against the LG Twins. This is a wide-ranging price, as the Twins are as low as minus 118. I'm seeing them as high as minus 135. That makes the Smiling Blobs anywhere between minus 102 and plus 115. Your total on this game is 9, and the juice is a little bit all over the place. Overs anywhere between minus 110 and minus 120, which makes the under anywhere between even and minus 110. For the LG Twins, it's going to be Casey Kelly taking them out, and for our good friends, the Smiling Blobs, Spagne is going to be going. I always love saying that name using that thick Spanish accent, even though I've got my Wisconsin accent, which makes it sound not so good. But with that said, we do certainly have a solid pitching matchup. The big thing with this Spagne is being able to just stay within himself, because in my opinion, he's got some of the best stuff that you're going to find out there in the KBO. But we saw it in the major league. Sometimes he would lose his command a little bit. He would throw the ball just right out over the plate. I will give him credit in the KBO. Just two walks and three starts so far this year. He has gotten 18 punch outs, which is very good considering he's only won 17 innings. If you have a case per nine north of 
of 9 in KBO. That's absolutely terrific, but sometimes things do pile up on him a little bit. He is a little bit prone to giving up those doubles, so that is something that you do want to know. And the strikeouts, they have dipped in every one of his starts. Meanwhile, you take a look at Casey Kelly. I was talking about it with our good buddy Adam Burke. In the first start that he had of the year, he was coming off of quarantine, and he went two innings, gave up six runs, five of which were earned against the NC Dinos. Looked much better against the Kiwum Heroes last week, giving up no runs over the course of six innings. I do think that we're going to see the good Casey Kelly. The LG Twins have had a very solid bullpen so far this year. The Smiling Blobs, they certainly have not gotten the job done when it comes to their bullpen, but I will say, it has been better recently, and they've been doing a better job of being able to suppress the amount of runs that they give up. Four runs or fewer give it up in now... Three out of their last five games, so they've been able to do a little bit more of a solid job there. They have played two out of their last four games to the under, which this is a smiling blob team that has been one of the better teams to see over along with the Doosan Bears, but I do think that this is going to be a little bit lower scoring. Now for LG, you certainly have some very good hitters out there in the lineup. Hunsu Kim, who spent some time with the Baltimore Orioles and the Philadelphia Phillies, has been terrific this year. He is regressing a little bit. A combined one hit over his last seven plate appearances, but with that said, still hitting a 368 for the year. You've got Roberto Ramos, who is tied for the league lead with regards to home runs. He's hitting right around 400 with six dingers, so you don't have to like to see that. Yi Song Che has been absolutely terrific as well, hitting a little bit over 300 as well. You've got a pretty stacked top lineup, but then when you hit the 7-0, much like with a lot of these KBO teams, it really does win. And you could say the same for a lot of the other teams out there in the KBO. I will say Byung-Hee Kim has been hitting a 500 for KT, but that's because he's got four plate appearances so far. He's in the 9-0. But then when you take a look a little bit more at the 8-hole hitter in Sung-Woo Jang, he has been absolutely pretty solid. We're hitting right around 300. You do have to like that. Metal Ross is hitting above a 400. He hasn't necessarily went deep a lot, but you have to like the fact that min Kim and Woo Jun Sim have been doing a solid job of being able to get on base recently as well. With Sim, he's been able to hit right around a 300. He's got great wheels. I do feel like the Smiling Blobs are getting a little bit better with their bullpen. They did get taxed a little bit, but I think that Despagne is going to give a good start. But I think that Casey Kelly is going to give a better start for LG. They got a very quality start, so they didn't have to use much of that bullpen yesterday. So I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, but I think in the end, the Twins prevail. So we're going to be laying the small number here with the Twins as a slight favorite, and we're going to be taking this total under as well. We move on to 304623 304624. The Lute Giants are going to be playing host to the Kiwoom Heroes. Heroes are finding themselves a favorite in this one. You are going to be able to find them as low as minus 150. I'm seeing them as high as minus 160. Meanwhile, the Giants, you're going to find them anywhere between plus 130 and plus 140. Total on this game, it is 9. The over and under are pretty equal. You're able to find anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115 on both the over and the under. So pretty much a pick your juice sort of situation there. And for the Kiwoom Heroes, they are going to be trotting out there. Jake Brigham, a foreign-born pitcher. Meanwhile, Kong Ung No is going to be taking the mound for the Lotte Giants. And for Mr. No, well, it is certainly a yes as to him being able to pitch into his latter years. He's now 36 years old. 491 ERA so far this year at two starts. He's not necessarily going to be a guy that gives you a whole lot of length, but what he does a good job of, being able to limit the walks. He's had just one walk so far this year, so that is something that's very solid. And for that matter, he's had one walk or fewer in each out of his last six starts dating back to last year. So, command is not an issue. What can be a little bit of an issue is the fact that he does give up the home run ball. He has given up a grand total of four home runs over his last five starts. He's not necessarily much of a swing and miss guy. The velocity is a little bit down. Meanwhile, you take a look at Mr. Brigham. Got off to a very awkward start. His first start of the year, three and a third innings. That's because a fire broke out nearby where he was playing at. That was at the Kia Tigers home venue. So, he wound up getting pulled out of that game against the Hanwha Eagles. He wound up going four innings in that one, but he wound up going 
going five and two thirds against LG. He was typically going six plus last year, so I do think that he's going to be able to build up that stamina. It seems like he's getting a little bit better as he goes out there. Walks have been an issue. He's averaging right around two walks per start, but with Kiwoom, what you do have to like as well is the fact that it does seem like this team is starting to bust out. Biongo Park was off to a little bit of a rough start this year, but he wound up being able to drive in a couple runs in their last series against the Wyverns. He's only hitting a buck 89. Led the KBO in home runs last year with 33. So far, just two, but I have a feeling that he's going to be able to find it. Kyung Cheng So has been a very solid player at the top lineup. He's hitting a 310. Does a nice job of being able to get on base. He has some solid wheels as well, so you've got a lot to like there. And even at the bottom of the lineup, you do have a couple guys that they are able to get the job done for the heroes. You got like someone like a Juntae Park, he has been able to hit right around a 212, but he's also been able to do a good job of drawing walks on base percentage of a 381 despite the 212 batting average. So he's done a good job of just being able to find a way on base. And Dong Wan Park, he has been very good at the catcher spot. 326, three home runs, 11 RBI. I really like what he's able to bring to the table. And then when you take a look at the heroes, their bullpen has been one of the better ones out there in the KBO. And for Lote, they've actually been doing a solid job out of the bullpen as well. And then you have to like the fact that Deho Lee has been just continuing to hit. He sort of the Miguel Cabrera of the KBO. He's up there in years at 37. He doesn't have the pop that he used to. Just one home run so far this year, but he is just doing a great job of being able to get those seeing eye singles, being able to get on base with Texas Leaguers. Dixon Machado needs to get it going, though. This guy was white hot. At this time last week, he was hitting right around a 400. He has a grand total of two hits in the team's last seven games, and he's had three plus at-bats in all but one of those games as well, so he has certainly slowed down. You also need to get Asup Sun going a little bit more as well. He's hitting a 356 for the year, but this is someone that's getting into a little bit of a rut as well. A combined one hit over the team's last three games, so he has certainly scuffled. The Lote Giants were very hot with the offense at the beginning of the year. It certainly has not been as good so far. I do think that Brigham is going to be able to get a good start for Kiwoom. I think that the bullpen is going to be able to get the job done on both sides, but I think that in the end, Kiwoom is going to be able to get something out of parking company. I think that they're going to bust out a little bit, and they're going to get a win in what I would consider to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. So we're going to be taking the under, and we are going to be laying it here with the heroes. We move on to 304-625-304-626. The SKY Verns are going to be playing most of the Kia Tigers. Kia Tigers are going to be the biggest favorite that you find on the KBO betting board, as you're going to be finding them as low as minus 180. Meanwhile, you're able to find them as high as minus 190, and that makes the Wyverns right around that plus 155 to plus 160-ish range, and your total on this game, it is 10. The over at most spots is minus 120, and the under is even, and for the SK Wyverns, they are going to be trotting out the man that I mentioned a little bit earlier with a 45 ERA so far this year in Juhan Kim. Meanwhile, it is going to be Han Jong Yang that is going to be going for the Kia Tigers, and Han Jong Yang is someone that has been actually rumored to be perhaps a prospect to come over to the United States. He was pretty much like the Cy Young in the KBO last year for Korean-born pitchers. 16-8 and record, 229 ERA. He had a couple rough starts earlier in the year, and then he really settled down. Six home runs given up in 184 and two-thirds innings. He's already given up three home runs in 15 innings. I do think that he is going to be able to settle down, and he's looked better in his last two starts. They combined four earned runs over the course of 12 innings, so he certainly has been able to get the job done, only given up three walks in that time span as well. So I like what I'm seeing there. Meanwhile, with SK, this is going to be a bullpen game because with Mr. Kim, he is a 45 ERA. This is going to be his fifth career start. And this is someone that is a career 578 ERA. Certainly not a distance guy. He has went more than one and two thirds innings just once in his last 10 total appearances. This is certainly not the Mona Lisa Vito of pitching. The SK Wyverns had to burn out their bullpen yesterday because they wound up going to extra innings with Kiwoom. 
It just has not been going well for them. I will say this for SK, though. They have been able to score a couple more runs recently. They have scored five-plus runs in each other last four games. That is something promising. And you got to think that Jamie Romack, guy that's sitting right around 285, he's going to find a little bit more power. He had 29 home runs last year. So far, just two so far this year. But Dong Min Han has been very good. He's got six home runs this season. He's hitting right around a 350 in the six home runs. Tied with Roberto Ramos for the most in the KBO so far this year. And then you take a look at the bottom lineup. You've got a couple guys that are doing a little bit better. Chung Ping Kim is hitting right around at 220, but that's actually a little bit of a come up from last year. He was hitting a buck 78. You even got someone like a Hangu Lee. He had a buck 88 last year. That's up to more around a 217. But what you like about him is the fact that he's doing a good job of drawing walks on base percentage, more around a 310. So it does feel like SK is getting into form a little bit, but the pitching has just been absolutely terrible. And for the Kia Tigers, they've got a guy by the name of Preston Tucker, and he is pretty sinking good. He is right now leading the KBO when it comes to RBI. He's went deep five times, 20 RBI, 429 batting average, 500 on base. And then you've got Hung Woo Choi, who's in the four hole. He had a home run two days ago in their series against Lotte, so you do have to like what he's doing there. And Chano Park, one of the better position players that you're going to find in the KBO. If there is a gold glove in the KBO, he certainly should be up for it. Every time I turn on ESPN and Kia is playing, he's always making a highlight reel play, and he's been able to do a good job of being able to get on base as well. One of the top base dealers in the KBO hits right around 280. Certainly not out there for his pop, but he does a nice job of just being able to find a way on, so I do think that that's very encouraging. I just think that this is a spot in which the SK Wyverns are going to get rolled. I think that that bullpen by themselves might give up nine runs. So for that reason, we are going to be laying it here with Kia Tigers, and we're going to be taking this total over as well. We move on to 304, 627, 304, 628. You've got the Hanwha Eagles, and they are going to be hitting the road to face off against the NC Dinos. The Dinos started out more around a minus 130, minus 135-ish favorite. We are seeing this getting steamed up. They are as high as minus 165 in some spots. You're able to find them as low as minus 148. That makes the Hanwha Eagles anywhere between plus 128 and if you're able to find a good number more around plus 145 and your total on this game, it is 9. The over and under are both at minus 110. As for the NC Dinos, they are going to be trotting out there the 20-year-old that I was talking about with Adam Burke. That would be Young-Goo Kim. Meanwhile, it is going to be Warwick Sapold that is going to be going for the Eagles and Mr. Sapold has been very good. 164 ERA. Three starts so far this year. He's already got a complete game shutout to his credit. He's won at least six innings at every one of the starts. A combined four earned runs this year, and he does a nice job of not walking, guys. Just three walks over his three starts so far this year, so you do like that. And with Mr. Kim, he has been solid as well. 20 years old, 327 ERA. He does a nice job of being able to limit the walks as well. He has not issued a single free pass all year long with the Dinos. You do feel like maybe Aaron Terrible is starting to turn the corner now, hitting right around a 230. He was able to go deep against the Doosan Bears yesterday. He entered with a batting average right around 182, and I don't think he's going to hit above 300 for the year, but I certainly think that he's better than a below the Mendoza line hitter, and we are noticing that NC is starting to get a little bit more healthy. They've got two very good catchers that they're able to use, and Taegu Kim along with Yuji Yang. Both these guys do a solid job of getting on base. Sung Bum Na is one of the top power hitters that you're going to find in the KBO, currently hitting right around a 265. Four home runs already this year. Does a nice job of being able to draw walks, and then the table setter, Min Woo Park. How about a 397 batting average? He does a nice job with his wheels. He's had at least 17 stolen bases each of the last 
last two years. I really like what he brings to the table. Does a nice job of not striking out. Just top to bottom. NC, one of the most loaded lineups that you're going to find out there in the KBO. And then you take a look at the flip side. It certainly has been a little bit of a trial by fire for Hanwha. They have been the top under team in the KBO, but they were able to erupt for seven runs in the third inning against the KT Wiz, aka Smiling Blob, Thursday morning. And getting back Jared Hoying is big. He's not necessarily been great so far this year, only in a 2-11, but he has been a little bit banged up. I do think that he's going to be able to round into form. And then you do have to like the fact that their number four hitter in Sung Yo Lee, he has been able to do a solid job in the middle of the lineup. He's up there in years at age 35. He only has one home run, but he's done a nice job of being able to get on base. 279 batting average. He's getting it done, much like the seven through nine hitters were able to get the job done Thursday morning for the Eagles as they wound up having a combined seven hits against the KT Wiz, aka our good friends at Smiling Blob. So while Hanwha certainly does not have those guys at the top, the overall lineup actually is not too bad. They've got one of the better bullpens that you're going to find in the KBO, but I do think that Sappold is going to be hit around by the NC Dinos. I do think that this is a spot in which regression sets in. I think that Mr. Kim is going to give up a couple runs as well, so I think that regression is going to set in. We're going to have a little bit of a slugfest. I think that the Dinos who enter with the top record in the KBO get the job done once again. So, laying it here with the Dinos on the money line, and we're going to be taking this total over as well. And we wrap things up with 304-629, 304-630. The Samsung Lions are going to be playing O.C the Usain Bears. The Usain Bears are finding themselves a favorite in this spot. You're going to be finding them as low as minus 145, but if you've got a little bit of worse juice or you have a little bit more of a square buck, they're going to be more around a minus 160 favorite. That makes the Lions anywhere between plus 125 and plus 140. And your total on this game, it is the highest on the board. You're going to find anywhere between 10.5 and, and 11. If you're seeing a 10.5 over his juice of minus 120, the under is even. With the 11s, both of them are minus 110 on both the over and the under. And for the Samsung Lions, they are going to be trying out there, Ben Lively, who wound up leaving his last start in the top of the second inning due to an injury, but he is still making his scheduled start. Meanwhile, Young Chan Lee is going to be taking the mound for the Doosan Bears, and Lee has certainly been getting lit up so far this year. 12-60 ERA. He has been coming off a pair of rough starts, to say the least. He's given up a combined 14 runs in his last 10 innings. I do think that there is going to be a little bit of a come-up for him, but it certainly has been some rocky times for him. It is very hit or miss with him, because the big thing with him is that he's given up three home runs so far this year. Last year, his home runs per nine rate was right around one, and considering the ball was C-Juice, that's a little bit tough. But then you take a look at the other side for Ben Lively. He is 0-3 so far this year. He wound up being on the hook for the loss against the Smiling Blobs because he had to leave the game due to an injury. But if you take that start out of the fold over his last, I would say, nine starts in the KBO, he's got right around a 3 ERA. So he's been able to find himself. He was limited last year due to injury as well. Only nine KBO starts, but this is certainly a gentleman that does a nice job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. Over the course of 70 innings in his KBO career, he has given up seven home runs, so he does a pretty solid job there. What I like about him as well is he's had only 18 walks in those 70 innings as well, so he does a good job of not issuing free passes with the Lions. They've got the top bullpen ERA in the KBO, and with the Doosan Bears, we saw the bullpen just get absolutely lit on fire Thursday morning against the NC Dinos. They wound up having to trot out their six guys from the bullpen. They were unable to get the job done. They gave up a combined 10 runs. Now, I don't think that the bullpen is going to be quite this bad for the entire season. And with the Samsung Lions, this team is a hot mess. They are in the bottom of the KBO when it comes to batting average. Tyler Saladino is hitting a buck 25. That is less than ideal. But I will say this. You do have a couple guys towards the top of the lineup that have been able to do a good job of being able to settle things down. Dong Yup Kim is hitting a 275 for this bunch. And then at the top of the lineup, Sansu Kim, he's hitting a 341. He's got some pretty solid wheels for this bunch. He had 21 stolen bases last year. He's already drawn 11 walks, so he does a nice job of being able to find a way on bottom of the lineup for Samsung. It is a hot mess. And with the Nissan 
Bears. This is a team that they do have a lot of firepower, but you do want to note as well, this is a team that's dealing with a lot of injuries. JLO along J1 Kim are both dealing with ailments. They both missed time in that series against the NC Dinos. You do still have Jose Miguel Fernandez, and this guy is absolutely terrific. 458 batting average on base percentage above a 500. Not necessarily the greatest power hitter in the world. They combined 17 home runs in two KBO seasons, but he just gets on base, and that's what you truly want. But I do think that the injuries are going to wind up slowing down Dusan a little bit, so I'm going to take this total under. I do think that the Lions are going to get a solid start here out of Ben Lively. I like like their bullpen and with Dusan, the bullpen is gas. So even if they get a good start in this one, I think that they're going to be hit a little bit late with Samsung. They don't necessarily have the world's best batting average, but I think that they're going to be able to take one or two deep. I think that they're going to win a bit of a lower scoring game. So we're taking the Lions with the plus price and we're going to be taking this total under and that will wrap things up for the Thursday afternoon edition of the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. If you like what you're hearing on this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you have a very big question for the podcast, fired into my timeline, ATR is 41. Big thanks to Adam Burke of Bang the Book Radio for joining me in the last segment. Hope you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much.